Hey everyone, thanks for listening in. I'm Jordan. I'm Josh. And you are listening to Tools for the New Frontier. Hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Tools for a New Frontier, do us a huge favor and please, please, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening and leave us an honest review. Thanks. I need to be like... Here. That way you can talk to me too. Come on, man. I already started a podcast. Hurry up. (laughs) Hey, podcasters. We are fancy today. We have officially figured out a two-microphone setup, which is inspirational and freeing. It's a milestone. It's a milestone, yeah. And we also have a new tool. We took a week off, which I guess we should briefly explain, and we'll we'll talk about it more at the Campfire Talk. I moved, which was a horrific nightmare. And was so bad of a move that it's funny when I think about it. Um, but yeah, I need to apply some tools to that situation. That was a hot mess. You, you had like six things. I know. I don't know how it's so hard. Anyway, so the, the tool today, we're going to call this tool bottleneck theory. This is an interesting one that I actually stumbled across. So I'll introduce like where I, how I stumbled across this tool. I was talking to a friend of mine who's like wicked smart. We were talking about business and he loves, uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, It's a manufacturing principle, but it's this whole school of thought when it comes to like refining manufacturing processes. Singular constraint theory. There's no, no, no. There's another, that's just one portion of it. And I can't remember what it's called right now, but uh, he started explaining some to me and I said, these all apply to personal life in really interesting ways. And sure enough, I think that this one is useful enough that here we are on the podcast now. Good business principles usually are also good life principles. Yeah. Um, So the bottleneck theory, let's let's, first let's go through what is the tool? Well, in a nutshell, the way we've talked about it, the tool itself would basically be a way of perceiving complex problems. Yes. Or we wrote down a complex array of problems. Um, and the, like the purpose of it and using it to apply it is to simplify. We all, I think everybody can relate to having problem overwhelm. Like, especially now, shoot, dude, moving into this new house, I feel like in life my to-do list is usually pretty short. And now having like six major problems projects that are on my to-do list all the time, it literally has made me so anxious. Uh And I think everybody can relate to that. You've got problems in your home life. You got problems at work. You got problems with your car. You've got all these problems. And there is a way you can use bottleneck theory to look at these problems and simplify them down really to Uh one problem. And I think in reality, uh, it's fair to say that really you only have one problem whenever you have an array of problems. What do you think? That's kind of the idea. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's use a an illustration. Want me to use the pizza illustration? Sure. Okay, so imagine you're running a pizza kitchen 
We should have done CrossFit Gym. That would have been more fun. Since I'll do you, that one next. Okay. I'll do Pizza Kitchen. I do like pizza. So if you're running a pizza kitchen and you only have one pizza oven, if you were to cook a pizza every single second that you were able to be cooking a pizza, you, you'd probably have problems in running a business. And, and let's say that there's a variety of problems. You can't hire enough uh, staff, your cash register keeps acting up, you uh, haven't got a sign up in front of your business yet, your marketing is not where you want it to be. The reality is, until you can cook more than one pizza at a time, all those other problems are almost irrelevant. So, when you can cook enough pizzas to serve a full dinner, that allows you to, yeah, that that opens up the door to the rest of your problems. At that point in time, you really only have one problem, which is that you can't you can't make enough pizza for your, for your business to operate. What's a good CrossFit gym illustration? Well, I wasn't thinking CrossFit gym in terms of business, but I was thinking in terms of like movement or personal goals. Oh, okay. Um, oh, this is good. If your ankle mobility sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get that technical. I was thinking like, so let's say your goal is to lose 10 pounds. Okay. Um, you will find as you dive into this, what people find is this is an incredibly complex situation complex problem you're looking to solve or yeah. at least it appears to be yeah um <laughs> there's several factors that go into losing 10 pounds or 15 pounds or whatever in a given amount of time you're like oh i gotta change all this stuff about my diet oh it's so like i can't eat donuts anymore or maybe i can eat one third point six seven percent of a donut <laughs> you get into by counting, weight per volume gram. <laughs> counting calories counting macros <laughs> taking vitamins and supplements and then and then you got to go to the gym and do these workouts and you either got to find a trainer or like buy a program online all these things come up um so when people come into the gym and they're like well i need to lose 15 pounds i got a wedding coming up i'm like great um have you been working out well no when's the last time you worked out oh it's been like a year and a half okay um how do you feel about the the food you eat Oh, well, you know, I, I do. Okay. Not good. <laughs> I don't feel good about it. It's really, really where it ends up. Yeah. It's like, okay, well let's start. Let's not start with 15 pounds of body fat. Cause that's super complex. Let's start with, you need to move. You yeah. need to get into the gym yep. and show up consistently. And then we'll worry about, okay, do we need to modify intensity? Do we need to add weight? Do we need to change up your diet? I see. It's like your first step one. Step one. Show up to the gym and start moving. Mm -hmm. That will create progress. Yes. But if you look at all the other facets that you're going to have to deal with at some point all at once, it's completely overwhelming and it shuts people down. Yep. Um, great example. So, like the pizza analogy would, if you don't have, if you only have one barbell, never mind in CrossFit, you can adapt and figure out other ways to do to that. that the illustration doesn't work at all. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that, that is it. The bottleneck theory. It's a way to simplify arrays of complex problems in being able to see to the root, to the one problem that's causing the rest of the problems and addressing it at a time. Mm -hmm. So the second portion, personal experiences with the tool. Um, I can definitely think of mine. This is interesting. This will like walk well into the campfire talk. So... I've got all these problems 
let's just take let's let's simplify it and then I'll get like way more personal on the campfire talk. So with this house we bought, there's a lot of things we want to do to the house. There's like there's plenty that we can do to the house. But until we fix up the foundation, it doesn't matter. You can paint your walls, you can put in a fireplace, we can do all the stuff we want to do. If the house falls over, then it doesn't matter. There's only one problem that needs to be solved right now, even though we have probably 20 projects on our to-do list with the house. And it was literally paralyzing. I had moments of like extreme anxiety where I was like, I literally couldn't even, I didn't want to do anything. I was like, where do I even start? Have we made a mistake? All these fears running through my head and it's like paralyzing. But it's like, all right, we've got one thing we've got to take care of. Boom, motivation arises to do what needs to be done. That's an example of like how one way that, that the tool has helped me. Yeah. Yeah, so what you're illustrating is like the tool in essence is it allows your it allows you to focus your energy into one place. Yes. Somebody broke it down. I think it was uh I was talking about this the other day. That our um our attention, like our awareness is one of our most powerful like it's it's probably the most powerful aspect of our being as humans and it's what separates us from the animal kingdom, the rest of the animal kingdom, our ability to like determine where our attention goes. And um, I think it was Alan Watts gave this illustration of like most people's attention is like a candle and it goes and just kind of just goes everywhere mm-hmm. and it's very limited in its capacity to actually provide light. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you take the light, which represents your attention and focus it into one area, then you can see that area very clearly mm. and there's a lot less obscurity. Now there's, I think there's a time and a place for a candle yeah. or a torch where yeah. the light just goes everywhere. If you're just trying to navigate through a general area, but there's definitely an advantage to being able to take your attention and block everything else out and just focus on one yeah. thing. For a- we, we do, we definitely do that. And it's great to think about it in like physical terms like that. Like if you're walking through the woods, you need your attention to be kind of all around. Mm-hmm. But like we do that in our minds too. Like as we're moseying about our day, our attention's just kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. When we're on in, on the internet, we just kind of let our attention free roam, mm-hmm. which I think uh, forces you to lose clarity. It can. That and there's a, there's a fatigue factor to it as well. Because I feel like maybe, yeah, well, I think the the place of meditation, we're already getting off in the weeds. <laughs> the place of meditation is where you kind of shut it off completely or you stop trying to control it. Yeah. Or paying attention to it. Like you kind of, uh, you separate yourself from your awareness in mm-hmm. a sense. And that allows you to kind of recover. So you're not always thinking. Yeah. Because thinking is tiring. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So personal experiences. So for me, an easy one right now is the business, the gym. Uh, we have a complex array of problems. Yeah, for sure. But, um, (laughs) I don't think of a way to present this. It's interesting. Sounds like things are going great. It looks, it looks great on the outside. If you walk in, like everybody's happy. We're having a good time. 
but behind the scenes, the money is slowly dwindling. <laughs> um, our building could fall apart at any minute. Oh yeah. There's there's a few subtle things from certain people in the gym that are that feel like they're at least to me like they're derailing the culture. Um, I worry about the programming, um, all these little things, and we're about to. And then there's always people contacting me trying to physical therapists and chiropractors and people trying to drum up business for themselves yep. through the gym, which is fine as if I can trust them. Um, but all that stuff becomes overwhelming and taxing and, and I don't know what to do. And the like, really we have one problem right now. We have one problem that we need to focus on and that's just getting more people in the door. Mm. And I let everything else kind of like so quickly overwhelm me. Yeah. That's but good. That's good. That's perfect. I think a more relatable example, I can bring it home. This is a, a bigger one. I say it's more relatable. So I realized, I don't know that I've even had this conversation with JD yet, but I realized that I don't always feel like in a marriage, in an intimate relationship, there should be a sense of like freedom, a sense of, uh, kind of like how your kids act around you. Yeah. I imagine what I see with healthy married people, healthy married couples is that they act like kids around each other kind yeah. of. They're very freely expressive. They make fun of each other. They argue and at the end of the day they kiss and make up and yeah. go to bed. And mm -hmm. everything's fine and they trust each other, they yep. love each other and all that stuff. I get stuff. it. Poop with the door open. Uh. <laughs> right. All that stuff. Um, I realize that there's like there's a big aspect of that that's missing with me and Jade. Hmm. Um, Are you doing a marriage therapy on yourself right now on the podcast? Live? <laughs> this is all. I've this done. is this is some bonus. This is some juicy content, y'all. <laughs> I've done all this work ahead of time. I've been thinking about this for a long time. Um, but what? So so, if I'm not comfortable being completely vulnerable in that way, not just with Jade, I can't do it with anybody. Yeah. Never have been able to. I'm mm -hmm. just kind of really through therapy just now realizing this. Um, so what does that mean? Like, I can, I run through all this vast array of like anxiety. We've got mental illness in our family. There's been suicides. Um, I have a fear of vulnerability and you know, you go through this whirlwind of all these different things that could be, none of it really matters unless I'm willing to take one step out of what I know into what I don't know and uh, do like one thing that requires me to be a little courageous. Yeah. And that's where it starts. There's a little bit of... Of like being willing to step out of your comfort zone right. to, to do things. So the problem is, the problem is not all these other things. The problem is yep. I'm not willing to step out of my comfort zone Yeah, most of the time. So it like maybe in little ways you just start by taking a step that's uncomfortable, like pooping with the door open, for example, or I'm not going to do that. Why not? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a bad example. There's small children in but the house. That's funny. Yeah, that could be scarring. Uh, but yeah, like uh, initiating a conversation that might be small, but that I'm afraid to have. Dude, I, I'm sorry I can't stop talking about poop. This is weird. But when Emily poops. It, it doesn't even smell bad. She's always like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I go in there and I'm like, <laughs> I don't smell anything. <laughs> oh, man. And then 
when I poop, I can leave the house and come back two hours later. And I can say there it is. <laughs> there it is. I'm just getting real courageous vulnerability right now <laughs> with the podcast listeners. Anyway, Yikes. send us uh, emails about. Never mind. Nope. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, nope. done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Stop. Okay. Uh, so yeah, all of these things being simplified, simplified down. So let's just go ahead and go into principles of the tool. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about that's illustrated in this tool and tying it back to that frontier idea is that whenever you are in um, like a, a simple living context, if you, if you rewind the clock back on humanity's consciousness, at one point you only had one problem at a time. It's just if you're hungry, you, you go find food. There's a bear chasing me. You've only got one problem at that, that moment in time. You need a place to sleep. <clears throat> that has never really changed. I think that whenever our attention moved from outside of our bodies to inside of our heads, because of, because of modern uh, accoutrements, we have that scattered focus in our head. Does that make sense? How would you sharpen that idea a bit? Uh, yeah, well, as so I think what happened is there was a shift in consciousness because we were able to solve simple problems in complex ways. So initially it was, I'm hungry. I need to go find something to eat. Mm -hmm. Now as I'm hungry, let me just step over to the pantry because there's farmers, distributors, stores, mm -hmm. I get a paycheck and food is no longer a problem. So that allows our uh, very highly attuned consciousness to then work through something else. And if there's not something intentional for it to work through, then it drifts to social media or TV or something like that. Like the it, wild. Right. <laughs> the frontier. <laughs> the frontier. Um, so this tool is powerfully uh, simplifying, I think. Yeah. And it's like focusing that light too, being able to focus your attention into one problem. Not only is it like for me, I talked about in my example, it was a huge motivator, but I think you're much more productive as well. Whenever you're not trying to juggle like multiple projects or juggle one project in work or one project in this other thing, you, when you can really zero in on one task and focus all of your energy on one task, it's going to make you just generally from a pragmatic sense, a lot more productive too. Yeah, there's a a guy who basically created a fitness empire on the West Coast named Jason Kalipa. And he recently released a very short book. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it's the AMRAP principle. Um, AMRAP is an acronym that stands for as many rounds or reps as possible in a given amount of time. <clears throat> the, yes, folks, they, that is as painful as it sounds. <laughs> most You can't, you don't know until you do it. Uh but so in CrossFit, the workouts, are, there's always a time domain of some kind. Um, and I think the beauty of the way that works in the book, he's talking about, he approaches life this way. So he says, okay, for the next 20 minutes or the next 40 minutes or 60 minutes, I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to focus on emails. And he's, he doesn't necessarily say, um, my goal is to finish X, mm. Y, or Z. He says, I'm just going to focus on it. No distractions, turn the phone off lock himself in a room and he's going to do this for 30 minutes. Um, and 
what I've found, something I have kind of recently maybe stumbled upon is um, I connected this with this analogy that I heard about the way electricity works. Electricity doesn't travel through a circuit until the circuit's completed. Some There's a common misconception that electricity works like water, and if you put power to a wire, mm-hmm. there's power running up to the end of the wire. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen unless that circuit is grounded. Yep. If the wire is like flapping around and you're grounded and you come close to the wire you are you are as a human being you're grounded to the earth and you will conduct electricity and get electrocuted Mm -hmm. but the electricity is sitting at the power source until there's a grounded circuit um and the energy within human beings tends to work the same way so when people come in to do a workout that's interesting when people come in to do a workout we say this is the workout beginning and end Mm -hmm. the circuit's grounded so no matter what the workout is or how hard it is, people know when it starts and when it ends. Yep. And so once it starts, like in their minds, they've already worked through what it's going to be like and feel like to the end. And so no matter what they run into along the way, we're going to find a way to get them through the workout. Yeah. That is fascinating. It, the AMRAP creates a closed circuit right. where, where energy flows much better. Mm-hmm. And this is a hormonal thing. Peterson... And that some is of the, fascinating. <laughs> some of the other stuff I've gotten into talks about uh, the importance of serotonin and the reward factor. Um, the not the reward factor, the feeling of reward, uh-huh. being rewarded for your efforts. The feeling of reward comes from some sense of progress. Where I get stuck is I get this idea in my head, this nihilistic idea that progress is pointless and everything's arbitrary. But yep, if I you know can, why that is. <laughs> If you can create a system in which progress is at minimum perceived mm-hmm. um, or felt, then that's where the reward, the reward, sens- sensation of reward comes in, and that's what creates uh, momentum and motivation. Mm. That's cool. I think that, like, as I think about that idea for the first time, I think about life. Life is like a closed circuit. You have a beginning and an end. Yeah, and we're hardwired. We are hardwired to not give up on life until it's over. Yeah, that's good. Let's go into campfire. That's all we got for today. Appreciate you all listening. We're here for you. Let's figure this thing out. Signing off. Till next time.